0: Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to Vicarious Competition. Still no episode number. Episode unknown. Today I want to talk about buildings. Buildings are an important part of Monster Apocalypse, and probably one of the biggest things uh, that you get questions on early. So this is going to be like a little one-on-one crash course, uh, the building blocks, shall we say, to like playing the game, getting into the game as a new player people are always a little hesitant about the buildings you know they don't quite understand their interaction and it's it's a harder it's definitely the hardest sell you know everybody likes the monsters you know the, the miniatures are really cool that you know you can find some units that you like get excited about you know do a little faction thing uh, pair them with your monster But it's harder to get people to get, to get excited about purchasing the buildings you know that's that's the thing <clears throat> but you really don't have to be too intimidated so uh, standard list is you get your two monsters, you know, this is your standard tournament list, you get 20 units. That'll be a whole other episode or many episodes we could talk about uh, unit composition. And then you get 12 buildings. Now, the, f- the first thing from the gate, you never use all 12 buildings. Uh, and this is something that, that is dependent on the map selection. One of the big factors that, that differentiate the maps between one another are the number of building foundations. So that's something to think about when you're choosing the map, when you're you're building your list, all this stuff. So right out of the gate, I think the most well that information will change. So so which which map has the most building squares is, is kind of relevant, but you're always going to at least have one and usually two or more buildings off to the side that you do not get to place. Uh, you know even in kind of the, the most uh, building dense maps that you would play on. So that's the first thing, you know, you're not even actually going to use all of your buildings. So, <clears throat> excuse me, right away, your building requirements to get into the game are reduced by about two. You can say, uh, on average, you'll place about 10 buildings. The other component is you're not really going to capture the building. So there's kind of two sections of the game board, yeah, I guess three technically, but it's a it's symmetrical so you have the center of the board you know it's kind of like no man's land those buildings are fairly hard to capture you don't see them captured very often and if you do it's only for a single turn or for like a one use kind of thing and then you have the power bases you know you have like your power base and the enemy power base and that's the those buildings that are kind of like along <clears throat> near where you're deploying like along your edge of, of the the table or, or map so even within your own power base or your own side of, of the board or, or your own half of the city, however you want to phrase it, you're not going to capture all of the buildings and you're certainly not going to hold them for very long. So I like to tell you know new players that are buying into the game that you can really just pick three buildings that are important or attractive to you. And you can definitely start there. Uh, you know, when you're making your initial purchases, you know, you're definitely going to want to... Expand beyond that, you know, and, and as you figure out different strategies, um, buildings can be uh, meta bending. I won't say meta shaping, but uh, the the building selection can definitely influence your strategy. Uh, right now, the the two most influential buildings, you know, are the Shadow Sun Industries allow for teleports. So it lets you move units um, across the board and makes your unit game much stronger. And you also have the media companies. So the media company buildings have a, a disruption bubble that makes actions cost a, an additional action dice. So it costs two dice instead of one dice. So you're seeing some strategies form around the media company where, you know, it's these like denial strategies where people are using their placements to, to flood the opponent's half of the board with, uh, with these media companies which is just a a direction you know i think the trade-off is is pretty high because you're losing out on on optimizing placements on your side so it's a bit of a watch particularly if your opponent's also doing the same thing back to you you can never have more than four of any building so you don't typically have to worry about duplicates Um, sometimes you might want to have a little bit of redundancy or no man's land if you have a plan previous episode about the Tokyo Triumph buildings, uh, which have the spire rule. So it does an extra point of damage, but it leaves a rubble instead of a uh, fire tile. Fire hazard? leaves rubble instead of hazard. So, if you know, if you're seeing, you might tailor your strategy to be better into certain monsters, you know, so you might have four Tokyo Triumphs in the center of the board to make things a little scarier for a monster that might be immune to the fire tile. So, but the point is, uh, you that those are like kind of these advanced strategies. You certainly do not need them to play the game. The starter sets all come with six paper apartment buildings, and you can find them everywhere. You know, there's people with multiple starter sets. Once they kind of graduate out of those paper buildings, you know, they kind of get tossed into a box somewhere. So there's plenty of them floating around. The culture in Monster Apocalypse around three D printed buildings is typically in my experience, you know, if it's 3D printed, it's an apartment. It's like your basic defense five, no special rules building. You can kind of print whatever you want, but that seems to be that been the compromise, you know. Um, just generally, it's like, it's an unwritten rule, I guess. You know, I don't think anybody give you a hard time either way, but it's just kind of nice. You know, you wanna make sure you're supporting the company that, you know, for the game that you're playing. So with these apartment buildings, Again, and the, as part of the city draft and the start, you alternate placements. So you can take a list that's primarily apartments with just a couple of your favorite buildings and fill the opponent's half of the board with those apartments, you know, and they're disruptive in the sense that they're useless. There's no special rules. So even, you can even stay competitive with a, an apartment-heavy list, you know, so it's not something, you know, like, oh, I'm just gonna lose until I finish all of my buildings. Next question is what buildings to buy as a, as a starting player or new player uh, to kind of wrap this one up. The faction building for the faction that you've chosen is almost always a, a great start. You know, if, if there's a certain faction that drew you to the game, pick up that faction building. The, the rules are, are generally pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's any. The Lords of Cthulhu one is a little tricky to use, the Void Gate, I will say. <clears throat> But you still get a discount on all the faction buildings to give you a discount on uh, spawning if you're capturing that building. So even the Void Gate, if you're going Cthul heavy and you're excited about Cthulhu, you'll get um, you'll get value out of the building. Uh, there, the special rule is that it promotes units from grunts to elites, which is helpful, but I think the, I think the range is limited. I think that's the, the one, uh, I don't use that building very often, but I believe it's their range limitation is what kind of kicks it down. I always like buildings that enhance the speed of your models. Uh, I've talked about that on Field of Fire and and other podcasts, that uh, I value speed extremely highly in Monster It's just my personal preference. It's not necessarily a correct or incorrect choice. So Industrial Complex is always the first building I'll recommend to people. That just gives your whole army monsters units. Your models get plus one speed when you're capturing the Industrial Complex. So look at buildings such as the mount terra or uh, which is the the Terrasaurus building or the bastion lander which is the dracon armada they uh, give you a two space shifts the mount terra moves your monster two spaces and the, the bastion lander moves your units two spaces destroyers can purchase use uh, protectors buildings and vice versa protectors destroyers so the buildings are not agenda limited. They are neutral models that you know both sides can take. And if you're capturing the building, you get that. The way they encourage uh, you to use it within your agenda is with that unit discount. <clears throat> so you know if you like the look of the you know protector buildings as a destroyer player, you can definitely take them. But you're going to be missing out on that discount spawn bonus. It just kind of is what it is. <clears throat> Other buildings I like to f- uh, favor really heavily are ones that enhance your power dice generation. So, and, and that's anything that's going to give you red dice. So you've got your Martian command post, gives you a red dice refund when you spend them. The Harbinger Comet from the Planet Eaters gives you extra red dice when so you can destroy something. The newer building from the Arcola block is the Reclamation, uh, Reclamation Facility, I think it's called. That actually lets you recycle. You can take one of your own units and, and plop it into the uh, forge to to crank out some red dice, uh, and it also has like an offensive action where you can roll some dice to see if you get a similar effect on an enemy model. So, but the the point is, it's it's red dice production, you know. So so for a new player, I like to recommend something that gives you power dice, something that enhances your speed and mobility, and then maybe something that um, you know ties into your faction or just that you like the look of. Um, you, all, there's a use for, for all of the buildings, uh, you know, one way or another. Even if some of the lesser ones, you know, will, will surprise you once in a while. So what else can we say about buildings? That's uh, that's pretty much it. It's not anything to be intimidated over. You know, you, you do not need an expensive building collection to get started. Another one that's generally good that people like is is the guard base building uh, that gives you a reroll let that you uh, spend an action dice to reroll any dice units um, so that's always a really good recommendation is, is to get that guard hq but it's kind of your flavor that's part of it so you know, hope that was helpful for people that are you know still haven't bought in that are still just kind of listening and, and thinking about it or for new players you know that are looking for a place to you know expand out of the initial starter box or the initial you know purchase whatever the case is so I'll leave you guys with that one for today Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you all later.